It's nailed. <laughs> a halo by halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. I'm Blake. I'm Jessica. And we're here to take you through Halo 7 this time. It's right? pretty pretty exciting. It's This episode is very different for many reasons. One, yeah. we're recording on a, a Monday night. Instead mm-hmm. of our usual Saturday. Labor Day, though. Yeah. But still, I can't have a good Trentini because that will make me hungover for work because I'm old. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm having a can of wine, which I realized might be worse because I looked at the front and it says that two cans are equal to one bottle. So basically, in my hand is half a bottle of wine. My God. In can form. Going to be hungover. <laughs> also very different. A recording. All lights are on. You don't have our mood lighting. This is the wrong mood, I think, for for the whole era. We're getting the era off to the wrong start. It's a weird, start. weird era, though. So maybe it's okay to throw us off, just like this song kind of throws off yeah. listeners. Maybe we need to change maybe we up our... we need to our... shake things up. Yeah. It's a new downward spiral era. Everything's weirder and darker. And see, the room's not darker, so that's already throwing me off. So it doesn't make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. Okay. Yes. So today, Halo 7, the beginning of the Downward Spiral era, March of the Pigs. Halo 7 is a teaser. I'm sure you're going to, you know more than me. You researched a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just, a, it's the it's first a, single from a teaser the, single release. Mm-hmm, came out in February, came out on February 25th of 1994. Yes. Um, and why do you call it a teaser release? Uh, I, I think that's just what it said on the NIN wiki, no. for one. <laughs> okay. I'm just using their language. And also... I thought all singles were teaser Well, releases. I mean, yeah, it's just an industry <laughs> thing. Like, when you drop a little release that gives you a sampling of the album, the full-length album that's to come. So it gives you a sampling of March of the Pigs and Reptile. <laughs> for some reason, those are... And also a little instrumental thing that's not no. from the album. Um, did any... There are a few different versions of this, but did any of them have anything besides... Oh, Big Man with a Gun is on... There's a UK version that came in two discs, and the difference is that it has a clean version Yeah. of Closer. Or, shit. <laughs> Try Whoops. that again. Has a clean version of March of the Pig, so the, the F... Fuck is taken out. The mm-hmm. F word. Um, and then it also has Big Man with a Gun. And I believe that's the only difference between the two. Other than like artwork and if you wanted to promote the downward spiral and get people ready for it, yes, I would pick March. I would pick March of the Pigs to get people psyched for it. Absolutely. Would the would the other tracks be Reptile and Big Man with a Gun? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, I I actually like both songs, but I'm not. I don't know that they're look. We're, we'll get to that. I love all my Nine Inch Nails songs equally. <laughs> well, that's not true at all. I don't care much for a big man with a gun. Uh, <laughs> that was my Lucille Blue throw-off thing. I may be the only... Yeah, okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. It's a no Arrested one... Development joke. Yeah, okay. whatever. Um, I may be the only person on earth who likes it. Yeah, uh, I think you are. It's offensive. I don't even, I don't even Look, think Trent likes it. It's offensive. Um, anyway, we're not talking about that one. So it's just a weird... And yeah, it's like the first single... To promote this album was not closer. Guess not, but guess they figured out quick that that was the money maker. Well, what's weird about March of the Pigs is actually that it peaked higher than Closer on the Billboard. No, on the Billboard charts. 
Yes. So March of the Pigs peaked at number five on March 18th of 1994. It was on the chart for three weeks. Closer peaked in on June 10th of 94 at 29, five weeks on the chart. That's the highest it got? Peak position. That's insane for yeah. a song that's still played on the radio. Is March of the Pigs played on the radio? I don't Hell, even know. No, it's not. I don't even know if I ever heard it on the radio I even never, when I was a kid. No. In on cooler radio stations in nineteen ninety four, yeah, maybe they did. Uh here, no, they never have, not once. Okay, sorry. My cat's in a mood tonight. This cat's gotta stop. Oscar, buddy. It's not March of the Cats, Oscar, get out. <laughs> he's very jealous of the pigs. Uh buddy. he's got his food over here and he's like, Don't like the taste of it. And I don't like the smell of it. Because <laughs> I can smell that cat I don't like wet food. The look from here. of it. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yes, so <laughs> he's like, I want to watch it go down my throat. Now he's eating. Okay, now cool. he, now he eats it like a piggy at a trough. <laughs> okay, oink, oink. so uh, do you want to talk about the artwork at all for the single? Yes, it's by Russell. I'm okay. She has a whole notebook full of things. I'm just gonna go off the dome. Uh-huh. And by the way, this everything I say may be completely bullshit because I'm I just. Mean, Honestly, bullshit is how I make my way through life most of the time. It's so. a collage art by Russell Mills, who also did the downward spiral art. Am I right so far? Yes. So, yes. This one is called The Possible Slow Fuse. That almost sounds like it could be a Nine Inch Nails song title. Doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe for like a later one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. really does. Could It could go on hesitation marks, you know? Yeah. Or it could be like off of... Not the actual events or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. A B-side kind of for that. Not the actual events vibe, totally. Okay. So um, when he was creating the art, he was inspired by this period that he was reading about, which was about the lives of early Christians in Roman times. And so one of the many like subjugations that the Romans forced upon the Christians was they could not wear any kind of like iconography, uh, as in jewelry, etc., Mm-hmm. And so um, to subvert uh, this ruling, Christians started taking rose petals and hardening them in candle smoke, and then they would thread 165 of them. And basically what this did was it created the first rosary. And so this this jewelry that the Romans thought was just cheap jewelry, didn't have any significance or meaning um, or threat, was actually the genesis of the rosary. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the Latin sub rosa literally means under the rose. And Mills said, I admired this act of quiet, nonviolent subversion and felt it to be a relevant metaphor for the five track single March of the Pigs. I like how he says very specifically five track single. <laughs> I also think it fits well with reptilian and <laughs> specifically. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, he he does collage art, kind of, like mixed media art. And so this is made up of like acrylics, oils, gold leaf, That whole metal. story is great and all, but this, mm-hmm. that, the art, I don't see it in the art. I don't see a, uh, I don't see rose petals or a rosary. There are rose petals in the art. Oh my God. Pull it up. You did, did you not look at it recently? I've looked at it so much. And it's on a wooden panel. So it's not even, as far it as looks I know, like, canvas. It looks like burnt wood, for sure. Or yes. Is it these little things on this? I um, believe those are the oh. rose petals. So it looks like a string is kind of yes. crossing it. Like it a... To me, I thought that was like drips of burnt wax or something. 
It looks like so. It looks like little uh, bits of, of wax uh, dripped across a, a burnt piece of wood. Uh, after reading the story, I think like it looks like a very rudimentary a rosary. rosary. It could be. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. Um, all I thought when I used to have this as like a teenager, and like from the first time seeing it, I thought it looked you know very blood red, bloody, and violent. That's at least. Maybe it's like a Rorschach test. Maybe a shrink would tell me I'm fucking nuts because I'm. I look at this and I'm like, oh yeah, blood and violence. Well, you're also thinking about the band. <laughs> yeah, I am. So you're kind of going with that too. But is that what you see? Do you think? I think it fits the song. I think well. that there is something amazing about the way Russell Mills can take like these organic things and make them terrifying. Yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> these and very ugly. Yeah. And but also they're. Beautiful in a way. Yeah, so, but also ugly. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I just thought of I just thought of something. What? You showed me that meme where um, it was like, "Hey, look, my landlord painted over um, a cockroach." Yeah, that was totally Russell Mills. <laughs> like that's Russell Mills's we, apartment. We need to take that out. picture of the painted over cockroach mm-hmm. and put like write the downward spiral on. It. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Okay. Because he literally like put bugs and moths and all that. This in is his a good meme collages. chat. Um, yeah. So we this is the podcast where we just plan out new memes <laughs> for our stupid little Instagram. <laughs> At Nailed Pod. At Nailed Pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wow. I'm trying to think of where to go next. So you want to talk about the videos before we dive into the songs? Yeah. Sure. So March of the Pigs videos. Yeah. So two versions of this video. One that was never released, mm-hmm. that Adam Steiner, Much like- author of Into the Never, described as Lynchian. Oh, okay. We'll talk more about it. It is kind of creepy. but um, And then the one that we know, which is the White Room band playing, stark, minimal. It's kind of like a um, everything video. Remember when a few frames of that, not a few frames, but a significant portion of the everything video leaked? Mm-hmm. And people were losing their shit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that situation where we only have a little bit of it. Yes. But enough to see what it's all about. And as far as I know, it's not even edited or finished. No, it looks like... It looks like raw footage. Yeah, it looks yeah. very raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, everything looked like it was a finished product, but just never put out there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll talk about the first version. Mm-hmm. Which was the non-released one. Now, it was eventually leaked, and it was leaked, I think, in, like, 2006 um, with all the closure DVD bonus material that yep. was going to be on the never-released closure DVD. Closure laser disc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ended up being on our Broken Movie Bootleg DVD. Yes, the Broken Movie Bootleg DVD that we got also has this closure. Um, we need to – for this era of episodes, we need to so go much. through – We need to watch all that stuff. There's a lot of – uh, downward spiral era stuff on there. Yeah, definitely. But uh, we also have closure itself to talk about. So yeah, so yeah, I guess we'll get to that. Um, yeah. This video, the vi- aborted, the aborted video, mm-hmm. kind of matches the artwork to me. It looks bloody and yeah. visceral. So I think that both versions were directed by Peter Christofferson. I know mm. for sure that the second version was, but I could not find research like confirmation that he directed the first it was kind of alluded to that he did so don't like quote me on that okay but basically wouldn't be a uh, director of the broken movie wouldn't 
wouldn't be too weird. No, not too weird. So Trent said that the first one didn't work out due to his fault conceptually, and it was average, and he wouldn't put out an average record. So why would he put out like an average video? We know he's. I want to know why he's picky he, about his yeah, videos. Well, obviously he's picky about every That's true. single little Look, thing. How Torian. Yeah, very Taurus of him. <laughs> um, but we like that about him. Yeah. I, I want to know why he thought this was subpar. Looking at it, I mean, I get that maybe it was a little goofy, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about what it is. But what they released was like a total gonzo, uh, about on the level of the broken movie VHS parts. It just looks like it was filmed with a home video <laughs> camera. There's no production. They're in like a They're red playing. cave filled with water, and Danny oh. Loner looks like he's about to like fall over. Like he's slipping around. <laughs> like- yeah, and the the cave looks like... I don't know, yeah. some like the inside of the human mm-hmm. body or something. Yeah, it looks like Jonah. They're in the fallopian tubes. Jonah tubes. and the Jonah whale. And the whale. They're in a whale's belly. Yeah. Uh, it's very organic. And, and there's all this like water. A... And so they're like splashing around and it probably makes it really like you thought the, the video that released was, was bad uh, as far as the band members tripping each other. Like, uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, we they got, did, definitely didn't have the space. We got people following it in water. The funniest <laughs> part is, uh, who's who's playing keys in this? Uh, that would be or, James Woolley. Okay, James Woolley pretending to play keys, I should say, in the video. Or everyone's pretending in this version of the video. Yes. Um, the keyboard straight up flips off the stand and falls right in a puddle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like upside down it's like if it's like when you drop a piece of toast and it just goes the wrong way down on the floor it's like oh no my synthesizer <laughs> it's broke now so yes. that maybe that's a metaphor for how well the whole thing yeah. is going and i think he wanted to make kind of whenever they scratched this video the 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 red cave one i think he just wanted to make like an anti-video and what we know about this scratched video has been the leaked image, like the leaked short clip. Yeah. And then Joseph Cultus, who worked with the band, I think, through... We'll talk more about him as in other Halos. But uh, I believe he started working with Trent in the Broken Era and continued throughout the Downward Spiral. Um, he took the still photos that we see yeah. from those... People from have both been posting, video People shoots. post those a lot. Yes. The red original one. But there's also the image of Trent Reznor. You might have seen this one where he's like floating in water and there are like kind of flowers around his head. Have you ever seen that one? I don't know if I know that one. So apparently how it was said was kind of like it was shot like in kind of a hot tub. (laughs) And actually there's a person underneath him. And for the shot, what they wanted was for him to grab Trent and pull him down. So if you look closely at this picture. Is it a black and white shot? Yes. If you look closely at the picture. Just type in like Joseph Cultus. I think I have it. You've probably seen it before. Wait, is he in a bath? <laughs> it's not this, is it? No, it's not that one. <laughs> He's in a bathtub like in a diaper here. Never mind. That's the wrong one. He's not in a diaper. <laughs> it looks like it. It's just like wet drawers. Well, that's what a diaper looks like. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Um. Oh, so there's like those still photos that yeah. uh, Cultus took. And one of them is the photo that you're looking up now. Uh, yeah, pause for a second. I mm-hmm. need to actually see this. He did like, did he do these sexy ones that everyone's always posting where he's like shirtless I and so, wearing with like all the tape. elbow length gloves? Latex. I don't know what he's doing with that, but yeah, I think that's I cool. I really just... don't know where this floating in Okay, water. hold on. I'll find it. There, there, there are a lot of 
still shots of him wearing the same outfit as the March of the Pigs video. Yes, but, but there's posed, the famous one with like his bloody nose. Posed sensually, yeah, and some black and white. Yeah, I guess they're mostly black and white. Was he hitting himself in the face with the microphone so hard that he was really bleeding? Yes. I don't know. Yes, sure. Uh, okay. I'm not really familiar. I don't see see this posted often, which is weird because it seems like this would be something people would I have. post all the time. I've seen it posted. But it's I'm based sure on have. the painting. Um, like this image was kind of inspired by uh, John Everett Malaise's Ophelia from 1852. So it was kind of okay. bringing art into it like he will in a major way for closer this trent reznor wax figure i can't stop what are you laughing at it just came <laughs> up have you seen it yes that's the um, one that i think is in niagara falls or yeah, something that is. katie was like we got a road trip there we really do um can i say one thing about the red room mm-hmm. aborted video i think they kind of eventually picked up that idea in um into the void video this is my theory it's not really a theory it's just interesting that in into the void um the video ends the band is in a red room and they're being very chaotic and destroying everything (laughs) and then they destroy the room just an interesting similarity i just now thought of okay doesn't mean anything whatever anyway so Cultus also took the pictures that we were talking about from the second version of March of the Pigs. So all the black and white stills that you might see of different band members. And this includes like one of my all-time favorite images of a band member from Nine Inch Nails. And that is of Robin Fink. Um, I see this image and I just love it. Let me pull it up for Blake so he can see what I'm talking Mm. about. This one. Oh, yeah, where he has his legs crossed and Uh he's holding his Les Paul here. I love, 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 love. And he's got his like... Uh, is it a mohawk? It looks like a horse mane. I'm going to call it a mane, but it also has long sideburns. It's a bizarre do. People seem to like it, though. I think that's a cool look for him. But I just wanted to say, like, a long time ago, Courtney Love, I think she likes to think of herself as, like, the Dorothy Parker of rock. So she always drops these, what she thinks are, like, witty bon mots, you know, like, mm, like yeah, Parker Yeah, they're usually would. not, but okay. Well, she thinks they are. <laughs> So uh, she once said of um, Stephen Malkmus that he was the Grace Kelly of rock. And I think that's referring to like Malkmus's like grace and uh, poise. And I just want to say that I think Robin Fink is the Grace Kelly of industrial rock. <laughs> There's something about okay. this picture. He is just, Stephen Malkmus known for grace so and poise? Poised. He does. I mean, Robin Fink's great. Everyone knows that. We don't, we don't need to be told that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't need to, he's not the, whatever. I don't know. She probably just wanted to F him, Blake. I have probably, no idea. Probably. I think he was known as like a pretty indie boy at the time. <laughs> pretty indie boy. Yeah. I don't know that he's an indie boy. Sure. Um, anyway. But. So the. The video. Yeah. Live performance, much like gave up, but. Ah, uh, right. Much more chaotic. This is more, way more lo-fi than gave up sounds to me. I mean, Gave Up is just recorded in a, in a studio in the tape yeah, house. Yeah, but Gave Whereas, Up is like recorded on film, mm-hmm. nicely shot, and the sound is good. Like it's a, it's a different performance. It's I guess it's live, but it sounds good. It sounds well produced. March of the Pigs, not that it's not well produced, but it looks like it's shot on a home camcorder um, with bizarre camera angles that wouldn't normally be used. 
maybe just one camera angle, I guess. Is it a single shot? I think it is. And the sound is just kind of like live sound. Yeah, it sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the performance is great, but I, well, you know, you've seen it. I think by this point they had actually recorded it like at least 12 times in a row, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe more. And I think the last one is the one that they went with for the video. And it's why everyone looks so fed up and tired. (laughs) Yeah, Chris Brenna back there looks like he is done. (laughs) Yeah, he is over it. But Trent is like, I'm going to give 1,000%. And maybe he's just full of anger. I don't know. He he gives off the vibe that he's still got a lot of anger left in him. Are we describing it? I mean, I think everyone's hopefully. If you have not seen March of the Beast, you You've probably heard it, but. And if for anything, just watch it for Trent's pants. I mean. Things that are worth noting, though, (laughs) it's unclear how many microphones or mic stands he destroys. At least two or three. He, well, yeah, he keeps throwing mics and stands. Literal mic drops. Yeah, and, or throws, not Uh even drops, tosses. Um, And someone from off camera keeps bringing him <laughs> literally three times i think within the video and it's less than a three minute song someone brings him a new mic and stand i don't know if it's the same one that's been re uh, uh reset up or if it's an entirely new one they just had like <laughs> 10 mics off camera ready like all right he's gonna after each verse part he's gonna destroy <laughs> Mike. we need to have a new sm58 ready for him he's gonna destroy that um and it, I wonder if he like. I think there's even a sequence though when like uh, someone comes up and like maybe touches up makeup or oh, something. Oh yeah, that's like really weird to me. Yeah. Like this isn't this is not a thing where we need to touch up makeup. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're touching up makeup or maybe he's his nose is bleeding. Like I have no idea maybe. what's going on there. Yeah, it's because just like there a, are shots of his nose bleeding from that set. Yeah, maybe, but it's it's weird that they don't just let it go on for the another minute that the song lasts it's like it's it's a woman blood gross i know (laughs) it's a woman who's dressed like very normally and in like this band of extremely industrial looking dudes Mm -hmm. and this like normal looking woman just comes from off screen and uh dabs at his face yeah and i don't want to get too like excited but this video i think all right like (laughs) they all look so great but also, Trent Reznor's pants. Isn't there? Yeah. I'm going to save it for my fashion episode with Katie, which will be a bonus episode. You can do but a I whole think, horny thing on, on I think shiny this is one pants. of my favorite Reznor looks of all time. It's an iconic look. Mm-hmm. It really is. Got the, the, the red leather pants, the t shirt layered over, like, or layered under a long, mesh. Yeah. A long, long sleeve mesh shirt. Yeah. Over the shirt. Uh, gloves, gloves. Leather uh-huh. gloves. Yes. Got a good belt. Nice belt on him. I think him. Chris Vrenna is wearing, uh, also wearing pants that are so shiny they look like they would hurt to drum in. They're so like <laughs> tight and squeaky. Yeah. Fink's got like a... Fink's got his whole thing going yeah, on. Yeah. Like a nice leather jacket. Like I like that jacket. Uh, Loner's in there. He's looking like he's looking like he normally looks. Um, and I guess I wasn't paying that much attention to James Woolley. <laughs> Sorry, man. He looks like James Woolley. He's he is playing the little piano parts um on a keyboard in the back. I don't know what else he's doing. It, honestly, it's hard to notice anything other than Trent, if you want my opinion. Like Trent and Vrenna is what most of my attention is on for some well, reason. Well that's what the camera's pointed at f- for most of it. Yes. It's not following Robin as much as we want it to. But yeah. 
it's very Gonzo style. Mm-hmm. Like we don't give a fuck. Last three minutes. Yeah, you know it. You love it. It's punk rock as fuck. It's, it's great. A crazy way to do introduce an album. Do you want to hear maybe Trent Reznor talk about it a little bit? Yes. Okay. I didn't know you had a thing. I have a thing. This is from Alternative Nation. And so it's him and Kennedy. And they, okay. as much as I dislike Kennedy. Once again. They have a nice rapport. Is she going to be. They're buddies. Is she going to be all Kennedy about it? You know Kennedy. Uh, of course they're in a bed. It's that. It's the uh, one where course. they're like interviewed oh, the in a hotel room. the one where they're in bed together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're not supposed to read into that. <laughs> All right. All right. That was Disarm from Smashing Pumpkins. It's Kennedy. It's Alternative Nation. We're in San Francisco because uh, this little fella is doing a secret show. This is Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Hi, Trent. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Good. You're playing a secret show in San Francisco tonight. You excited about that? Um, yeah. Very proud of you. Now, um, a little bit ago, we saw your video for March of the Pigs. Very uh, basic video, live performance. One camera, one shot. Not a lot of Lenny Kravitz type effects, if you know what I'm saying. Um, basically what I'm trying to get at, was that your idea? Yes, it was my idea. Okay, there you go. Mark the pigs. It was Trent's idea. He's so cagey. No, we uh, we did a video actually for that that just didn't turn out that great. So we decided to um, really just make a very anti-video kind of video. What was your first one like? There was um, a lot of fire, a lot of naked women, uh, dancing bucktooth midgets, <laughs> body fluids like you've never seen before. <laughs> Dismemberment. <laughs> no, we didn't do that this time. <laughs> All right, well, you know, it all sounds right and good to me. Can I ask you, can I be frank? Go ahead. Are you a control freak? No. I just want it to be good, you know. Do you have to be perfect? Sometimes. Do you think your album's good, The Downward Spiral? What am I going to say? I think it sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a lot of bands. No, they're... I do. I like it. I'm really pleased with the way it turned out. And I think it's the record that I wanted to make right now, so. It has a much softer It's a good song. answer. Is my deodorant holding? Oh, shit. He's doing some fun deodorant jokes. She gets him to be so nice and she disarms him. It's always these. It's because they're buddies in real life at this point. Now it's the. uh, Who is it now? Lizzie Goodman. Lizzie Goodman disarms Mm -hmm. him now. She writes. um, She's been a journalist for a while and she wrote a really great book. If you haven't read it yet or if you uh, care about this era of music whatsoever it's called meet me in the bathroom and it's about like the, she wrote that yes jesus i so, didn't know that it's an oral history about the uh the early aughts rock explosion in new york so like strokes how did i not know that was her okay yeah That's cool. interpol okay the national interesting lcd sound system huge fan and also the person who tends to interview him now yeah Every every ten years or so, he's like, "I will only allow one person to interview me." <laughs> Someday it will 90s, be me. It was Kennedy. Someday I'll get that honor. Um, He'll yeah. be like, "I really like your half-assed research that you do for no. your podcast." Hey, this is very very please, whole ass. This is like please, double ass. Please interview me. But I will say, "Meet Me in the Bathroom" is a really good book. So, yeah, that's what I hear. Okay, hold on, I'm double checking that it was her because yeah. I would feel really stupid if it wasn't, so I had to double-check that. I double-check everything because I'm a girl, and that's what I do. I do like do. his, yeah, what? I do like his description of the, 
There's fake description of the original video. Now, okay, I read that there was a little person in the video, in that Red Cave video, running in and out. And maybe that's why oh Adam God. Steiner called it Lynchian? I mean, uh, okay, Lynch likes yeah. his use of little and people in backwards. little people in red rooms. Am I right? Red room, yeah. red cave, little person. That, that makes it. We didn't see that in the little clip. I didn't notice a little person. No, that would make it much worse. Is the, this true or is this a joke? And we've all been punked. That's what I want to know. I mean, I'm guessing it is because it was referred to even by Adam Steiner, who I'm sure yeah. worked very hard on his research and stuff. Is so. March of the Pigs Lynchian? Uh, there was a tweet. A while back going around that was like the genius of David Lynch is that sometimes there will be a person who is very small, but also there is a person who's very tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> We're supposed to think this is genius, huh? You know what? It kind of is. It is a good show. I'm not. Well, it's a good show that I couldn't finish because I got bored. It's too good. Sorry. Too good. We couldn't finish it. Yeah, too good to finish. True. <laughs> We're total Twin Peaks posers. Um, I'm a transit fan. So, what else about uh, March of the Pigs? I mean, I guess I could. I tried to look up, like, criticism. It's really hard to find for singles. Uh, you know? So, like, in yeah. Pitchfork, uh, Rob Mitchum wanted to point out that... In their interview for like the the reissue of the Downward Spiral, right? They did a review, uh-huh. and he said, "Don't forget, March of the Pigs beat Firestarter to the digital hardcore punch by three years." Digital hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is. Can we queue up Firestarter? Sure. I don't think it's anything like. Well, maybe I'll be surprised, but this is one of the reasons people dislike Pitchfork is for these little micro genres <laughs> that are stupid and meaningless. Okay. Oh, man, this is just like March of the Pigs. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. March of the Pigs vibes. <laughs> Wait for the percussion. Maybe that's... It's a, It's this freaking breakbeat. It's nothing like the drums in... I mean, it's cool. It's a cool song. Oh, yeah. It's it not... rules. I don't even know that I'd call it the same genre as March of the Pigs. Look, I write for Pitchfork. I know everything, and you're wrong. It's like Prodigy typically does. It's a it's a little breakbeat that's mm-hmm. looped. Yeah, I don't. March of the Pigs has drums that are unlike anything ever. Anyway, there's that. So that's a good album. Cra- sure. Crab, I think it's called Crab Album. It's called The Fat of the Land. <laughs> I just saw a thing on a thing on Instagram <laughs> that was I know what it's called. Mm-hmm. The, the there's a crab on that album and. <laughs> I guess there's a deluxe version, and the meme was like, "How do we change the art uh, to show that it's deluxe?" And it was like more crabs. And the deluxe version, I guess, is just like a hundred crabs instead of one. Anyway, cool. Okay, so um, Kerrang described it. James Hickey, anyway, for Kerrang described it as relentless, throbbing, structurally unusual assault. Now, um, another blurb from Kerrang is by Chris Cravaton, and I think they were kind of talking about it was like the god maybe the 20th anniversary of the release of march of the pigs and so they were kind of going back and talking about it and uh-huh. this journalist wrote with its odd seven eight time signature rabid punk pace and bizarre piano driven chorus breaks march is not only an unusual track for nine inch nails to release but an outlier in popular music as a whole <laughs> Yes. In 1994, even harsh new classics like Smells Like Teen Spirit had tra- had a traditional song structure 
and sympathetic lyrics. March seemed intent on alienating people, which is perhaps why it was so popular. That's that's a good description. Yeah, March mm-hmm. of the Pigs makes I love Nirvana. March of the Pigs makes smells like Teen Spirit sound like um, ABBA or something, <laughs> like something extremely straightforward. Yeah, March of the Pigs is like yeah. When they mention the seven eight time signature, it's like oh, did you want a um, song you could tap your toe to? Well, fuck you. Well, can we get into that now? Yes. So, can you describe how the seven eight time signature works and how it is? The BPMs for this song are 269 per minute. As as that review said, it's like a it's like a punk structure, but usually punk beats are really straightforward 4/4 and they mm-hmm. they're not in 7/8. But it's kind of like a fast punk beat with one um one eighth note dropped off the end to make it three measures of 7/8, followed by and just to fuck with you further, followed by a regular measure of of 4/4. Four, four. So three measures, seven, eight, and then a measure of four, four, uh, and repeat that throughout the verse. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's almost like just saying fuck you to the idea of being able to keep time normally. It's weird because now I've heard the song so much and love the song so much, uh, know it so well that it, you just feel it naturally. And you're like, yeah, this is how this song feels. This is how it's supposed to be. But I don't know the first time you heard it, were you thrown off by it? I think a little bit, yeah. It's just not, it's mainly because there's that, the aggressive verses, and then you get to that little piano part, right? Yeah. And the the, the doesn't it make you feel better Mm -hmm. delivered like really snarkily, I feel like, right? Like very sarcastically, very, yeah. And then a pause, and then just and that long, long silent pause. That aggression just, just suddenly, yeah. So it all sound very much throws a per, like someone off, maybe if they've never heard the song before. Yeah, it it would. It's insane to think of it. Think of it as a song that would get popular, would get airplay, because it's like everything that the radio hates. It's it's not danceable, or most of it's not at least. Um, there's long stretches of silence. Remember when we were talking about um, would this song make your friend get up and check the CD player? Because I don't there's think a big so, gap in it. Because the what follows the gap isn't the same as it's, what preceded okay. the gap. Well, yeah. And then it just like scares the shit out of you. The beat just comes back in. Yeah, it's a very I I don't want to say off-putting because I love the song so much, but it's yeah. off-putting. But yeah, it's yeah. it's their one of their most punk rock songs and it's just very in your face and f- fuck you and fuck the listener. We're here to have a bad time. <laughs> as as he famously said, mm-hmm. this song embodies that kind of. Yeah. Um he's he's talked about Trent's talked about seeing people like maybe in the early days kids like try to when played live, try to like dance to it or whatever, and been like, "Oh wait, hit what?" and like trip over their feet because of the the measures of seven eight. Because it's hard to find the downbeat, you know, until you're really familiar with the song. But it's not like it's disco. It's not like it's closer meant for dancing. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. difficult, and we love it for that. But yeah. you have to kind of grow. So into it. what what do you think that this song is about? Oh, God. Is there a right answer? <laughs> I don't really think there is. I think people have different interpretations of it. Some people think it involves, like, the Tate House because there are so many references to pigs mm-hmm. throughout the entire Downward Spiral album. So this was recorded 
after they got into the Tate house, yes. which they called Pig because of yeah, what was written in blood on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, not nice stuff, folks, but it's we'll the reality it of it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, and I guess after they got in, started using that house as a recording studio, the Pig started working its way into the lyrics more and more. But I think he even says that he had written some of these songs before he even started mm-hmm. recording them at the Tate house. So... Uh, But he did say that March of the Pigs has nothing to do with the Tate murders or anything like that. He said, I'm not going to say what it's about, but it's not about that. So I maybe when I was when I first heard it, I thought it was kind of like an anti-authority because like there's the whole punk rock feel of it. Mm -hmm. So that makes you think of anti-authority right off the bat. And then when you're talking about look at all the pigs all lined up. I mean, mm-hmm. pigs is, is a pejorative for, you know, cops and authority figures mm-hmm. and uh, anybody you don't like. Um, how heavily is this song inspired by uh, George Harrison's piggies? <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't answer that I do have a comparison to draw later on with some oinking sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that song was about like the ruling class, like, oh, look, look at the piggies uh, oinking it up and being gross. So, I don't know. Is the song about that? It's just like, step right up, march, push, crawl right up on your knees. It's giving all these commands about marching and uh, devouring and consuming. And it is pretty abstract, though. I think the real answer might be that it's not that specifically about anything. And that's probably better. Okay. Well, I mean... A lot of different interpretations, but uh, <clears throat> I guess there was this interview bootleg CD that was distributed. I think I remember reading about that. Okay. I mean, this was pretty common, right? Like, yeah, these bootleg interviews would get out. I never heard it, though. I never have either. Um, but the pigs in this song refer to anywhere from the media to people he thought were friends of around him he said the issue i was addressing was when we attained a certain level of success it was surprising to see the legion of people starting to fuck with you can't wait to see you fail hoping that you'll fuck up ripping you off trying to use you the fact that american media and underground world you go from being the darling to well we accidentally started selling some records so they have to turn their backs on us okay so it's kind of just referring to angry at all those people Mm mm-hmm but sense. also, um, in an interview with NME in 1994, they were like, why do you use pig so much? Like, what's with that? And he was like, I guess I just use that word generically as a metaphor for people. <laughs> for and people I fa- don't like or myself. And, or for my fans. Or for my fans. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Did he start calling fans pigs and piggies or did fans start I themselves? think it sounds like a thing a fan would do themselves kind of like a chicken egg thing and then he or maybe he did because he a calls them that both. from the stage right yeah so. but we don't know if he started that or but you know early internet culture dude we'd have to look it up I don't really have know to, it's on like some uh, news group website <laughs> from 1993 it's like <laughs> let's call ourselves piggies um yes. All right. Is there yeah. anything you want to say before we start listening to the album and discussing it? I, thought, I got some cool. I thought after this, we could talk about some covers, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we got other tracks uh, on the on the Halo uh, release to talk about in addition to March of the Pigs. But I got some cool stems isolated. Yay! To play, I'm and so excited. March of the Pigs stems are off the chain. I'm so excited, and also, uh, so those screams you hear. 
Yeah. Where are those from? That I I wanted to know that. Do you actually know? I read that the samples are buried screams. Okay. They're screams from Sorcerer and Exorcist to the Heretic. Okay. I'll play them isolated for you in a little bit. I'm excited. And you'll be able because if you've seen uh the movies I've never seen them. Neither have I. I if And if, I can't remember whose job it was. I'll I'll figure it out whenever I'm doing research. But Danny one of Loner's. the I, I feel like it was Danny Loner's job to just find He was sitting in a room shit from like horror films. With a VHS yeah. with a VCR. Yeah. Like Trent's making me go through all these tapes. Gotta watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. It wouldn't be a terrible job. It, would, it could be fun. I would enjoy it. I like pulling samples from weird shit. Okay, so mm. are we going to play it? Let's do it. So you know what I like about Halo 7? What? That it's the actual album yeah, version it of? Opened, it opens with the actual song. Mm-hmm. It's not one of these Halos named after a song that doesn't have the damn song on it. You know what I'm saying? Like we've encountered that before. That we've encountered, and yeah. we may encounter again. By the way... Did I say this already? But I think that that live performance version of March of the Pigs is released. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. The the performance from the video, I think it was actually on the Closer cassette single. Uh, Was that a real thing? I don't know about this. I don't. I think I found that on NIN Wiki and I'll double check it. Yeah, I have to look at that. Yeah, there are Closer and Closer to God. That's a whole other thing. That's another episode. But. Yeah, March the Pigs Halo 7 single release begins with regular, explicit version of March of the Pigs. Fuck, that's loud right in my ears. (laughs) That drum beat would be kind of hard to play. God, I love it, though doing like double time taps on the hi-hats as well as this really fast beat song is less than three minutes kind of speaks for itself it's hard to even say things over it 254 at least this version good punk rock song length but then you get to this part and you're like this isn't punk rock at all this is very industrial that's the sound effect I really like that I'll isolate here you'll recognize some of this from the nailed theme music you feel better <laughs> Perfect. O- Oscar's gonna meow over the long silence and it just bumps right back in there the, that screaming is that what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's hidden behind there some of the angriest vocals I've ever heard also really really well sung strangely enough you know what it's written like a technical writer writes where you start with the action right so it's step right up march 
push. You gotta have it's that. Like instruction, like an instructional. It's an instructional manual. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but really, he's a technical writer when you think about it. Chess is like miming piano playing or something. <laughs> this can is getting to me. Look, this can of <laughs> strong wine. And everything is right. A little jazzy chord there. We love it. We love to hear it. And mm -hmm. then long, long silence on the album before you get to closer, but not on here. So can I reveal my real thoughts about the song? Yes. It sucks. No. Um, <laughs> Zero I th stars. I think I think it might be one of, I think it's one of the best Nine Inch Nails songs, period. I have to agree. It was probably my top five of yeah, all time. Yeah, probably top five. Mm -hmm. I don't know if most people feel that way, but I've, and that's maybe more of a recent opinion. Definitely top 10. Yeah, has to be in the top 10, probably mm -hmm. the five. Because it, it has every it has like everything you want. I know that there's going to be an episode where people are going to make us list our favorites. So it's yeah, I don't, don't want to I don't want to make any judgments. I'm never right going to give you a number one, so don't even ask. Um, but it has Trent playing number the one piano. everything. Jk. <laughs> yeah, the, just to troll people. Well, it's maybe got, it is. It's, it's great. got really bombastic guitars and mm -hmm. drums and Trent on piano, and it's got mm -hmm. synthesizers and and this electronic kick that just cuts right through and uh nasty lyrics and the f word got you know it's all about pigs and it all yeah and it all happens under three minutes for god's sake and trent has on those pants mm, in yeah. the video you, you have to imagine it because that's not part of the song but sure maybe he was wearing it when he recorded maybe i like to think so i like to think that he gets really dressed up for recording i don't want to picture him in like joggers and a uh, t-shirt that's how he really does it that's how i would do it <laughs> But if you've just listened to Broken and this comes out, it it does sound like it, or initially it sounds like, OK, they're actually upping the ante from the very from Broken, which was very uh, loud and crass and and uh, metal. They're going even more hardcore with it and even nastier and faster and louder. But then it gets electronic and then it just gets jazzy and weird and almost sarcastic in its tone. So it's both more bombastic than they have been previously and also softer and stranger which than they have been previously, which is an interesting indication of where they're going, I guess, if that makes any sense. It definitely does. So should I play some pieces of it? Yes, please. This is my favorite part. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of... So the drums speak for themselves because we hear... It opens with just the drums mm -hmm. and a few like industrial noises that kind of assist the drums. Um, and that drum beat is just awesome and an all timer for me. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm and I I'm going to theorize that it's a combination of good of just tracking a good drum take. Do you think it's Vrenna? Shit, I didn't look that up. I mean, it may I don't even know if it's listed. It may be him. Uh, someone will tell us, but it also as the drums and gu and guitars, it's a combination of 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 good performance and good editing. It's not like they just took the the 
drum and guitar takes as they were and we're like all right that's good let's let's keep it like like they're not organic it's very messed with mm-hmm. in, in in true industrial fashion uh, as you'll as you'll hear better when we isolate stuff but anyway so the the bass synth that comes in there's mm-hmm. no i love that bass synth we, so much yeah, we as you can see in the video there's two guitarists there's no bassist because there's no bass playing in the song there's only this really cool bass synth um, and it's an extremely simple sound. I'm not sure what synth is making it, but it sounds like this. Sounds like a video game. Yeah, because it's like so so simple. God, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah, but behind the drums, it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter how simple it is. It just works. It's mm-hmm. just pure like bass bassiness. Um, and then that changes up a little bit on the chorus part to a different bass synth. So foreboding. Yeah, both both deceptively like simple synthesizer bass. I, I always want to know like exactly what machines make these, but who knows? Um, the guitars, the guitar, this is what the guitar part sounds like isolated and listen to how it's a combination of live guitar playing and messing around with the audio. It's like looped. It's, I mean, no human being plays that exactly like that. Obviously, there's interesting editing stuff going on and panning. There are things happening in the left and right speakers, and it's looped and edited just in a really cool way. Um, But you don't all put together. It's something else entirely. Um, Okay, what else? There's so many interesting things. This is what I called the industrial doom noise. This is what comes in on that chorus part. Okay. And I see if you can place what this is. Shit. Okay. It sounds like it's something from a movie, probably. It does. It sounds like it's like a. It might be a combination of things. It's like this descending noise and something that sounds like a door closing Mm -hmm. and maybe some people at the end. You hear like a close, like a clang of a gate and mm-hmm. people yelling in the background. I'm not sure. It's 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 wild. Maybe it's from Sorcerer or Exorcist to the Heretic. <laughs> I almost hear like a movie score in the background. It really does. Like like a swell of But I would only notice that when it's isolated. I would, would yeah, never have no, noticed not at that. All. It just yeah. sounds like noise uh put into the whole song. Um the kick drum the electronic kick drum is really cool in the chorus. Well, yes. This is more than just the kick. It's all the little clicks and noises that make up the the drum beat. Very cool, unsettling, 
super industrial. Should I do that? On, on the second verse, we got the guitars, but also the screaming comes in. So let's try to place this. Okay. There's like different stuff going on in the left and right speakers. In the left, it sounds almost like a, a girl. Maybe that's the exorcist part making noises and the right is some kind of like pitch modulated voice. No real clue. And and then there's also just like industrial noise ha happening in the center. And some kind of moaning also that's also on the right. Well, I'm wondering if that have you ever seen The Exorcist? No. Oh my god, okay. I know, I suck. Well, I'm wondering if that this is from exclusively from The Exorcist 2, which I've never seen Maybe. Exorcist 2. I've seen Exorcist 1. But if you ever watch like The Exorcist, like it's it's Linda Blair and she's a little girl and like her like her screaming and her moans are very like this, like nightmarish. <laughs> like I don't uh -huh. know how to describe them. Like of course it sounds like thousands of demons coming out of her, mm. you know? So it's very yeah. strange. Yeah, and this is very that's an uns all those noises collage together. It's very mm -hmm. unsettling and evil sounding. <laughs> and also next weekend Blake is watching The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. It's on our like list of horror movies to watch, isn't it? Yes, but I've yeah. seen it like a few times. Okay. It's all been right. a while. Well though. I'm the idiot. I've just heard the freaking song by Michael Look. Field. The first time I saw Tubular it was... Tubular Bells. <laughs> the first time I saw it was actually in a horror film course because my mom said she would never watch it again. So it, wasn't, I, gonna, it wasn't until college I'm that I watched it. it. Aren't I? Uh, I don't know. I don't think you'll hate it. Do you want to hear pianos or do you want to hear isolated vocals? We're going to get to a part we're going to have... Let's do pianos first. We're going to have to hose down Jessica. We're going to have to hose down <laughs> the fucking audience. Now that we know how this shit goes. Yes, okay. Bonk, bonk. Pianos first and then we can uh, bonk. The, the first little piano we encounter, mm -hmm. it's really nice how you can hear just the all the little noises of a, a live acoustic piano here. rings out and out and out and out and out and then there's the silence and then back in this is the part at the end without the vocals on it and i like how you can just hear him in the room playing the piano manipulating the piano pedals You'll recognize that from nailed theme music. <laughs> also, a lot of some of those uh, unsettling noises are also in nailed theme music. Yeah, I just that I really love all that piano stuff and that that weird bluesy jazzy chord thing gets me every time. So good. Um, the vocals are really. It's like you know how the broken vocals were like super screamed out and like he put his whole soul into it ripped out his vocal cords mm -hmm. this is like that on steroids okay here we go so the first verse fuck okay march of the pigs for some reason on the verse the first verse it sounds like he's going through it doesn't sound like he is going through a ton of distortion um 
So here it is. Stop right up! March! Push! Go right up on your knees! Please! Fade! Fade! I want a little bit. I want a piece of it. I think he's losing it. I want to watch it come down. Don't like the look of it. Don't like the taste of it. Don't like the smell of it. I want to watch it come down. He really growls at the end there. There's a lot of things to note. Sorry, I made a funny face whenever he was growling. It's <laughs> okay. Sure. No one could see. Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't know those weird growls. And wait till you hear the other ones. Okay. The vocals are so low-fi. It's crazy. Like... And you'll, we'll hear it more in the other stuff. Sounds like fucking Sebado or some it, shit. I don't even get that reference, but it sounds like he's just like, it sounds like the vocals could have been done in the style of the, the music video where he's just walking around holding an SM58, which is a standard, which is literally what Jessica is talking into. Something Hello. you just use in a live setting. This is my SM58. But like, it's not, he's got no pop filter. So you hear all the pop, all the, all the gross noise is in there. All the noise is just in there, but it's, it's covered up by everything else. And like, just the accuracy of some of these notes he's hitting. Stop right up! March! Push! Listen to these. Please, fade, fade. And then the grunts after each syllable, like, Gah. with the he's, teeth. He's yeah, yeah, kind of like that. He's really hitting the notes. Yeah. Um, okay, the second verse, I think he does it even more so. But for some, well, okay, I'll go to the chorus first. After that first verse part, the distortion is off. It's a weird, weird decision. That I didn't know until I isolated these. All the pigs are all lined up. I give you all that you want. Take the skin and peel it back. Now doesn't it make you feel better? Don't get too horny here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it still sounds, even that part, it sounds super lo-fi. Again, now, now these are... These are stems I downloaded off NIN Destruct. And I don't know if these came from Rock Band or what the source was. It was censored. So I can't act as if this is an official <laughs> like stem release. There may be differences uh, in the actual version, but it gives us a good idea. Okay, the second verse. Oh, wait. I want to play the little, you know, the little No Time to Hesitate. Yes. I think it's just in the right speaker. This is what that sounds like. It's bonkers. No time to hesitate. Whoa. <laughs> just like leapt out of her chair. I was wondering. <laughs> it's like whispering in your right ear. It's creepy. Ooh, okay. That was strange. Uh, right. Verse two. Ship it up inside. Surprise. Lies. Stains like the blood on your days. Fights. Those last three words are some of the most like desperately shrieked, but also just so he just nails it. <laughs> I mean, okay, pun pun not intended there, but. Days, bites, chow, suck. Has anyone ever said the word "suck" with more like angst? 
I mean, he also said the word suck with right. a lot of angst in the song suck. In the song suck, but I think this even ups the ante of that. Um, okay, well, I think the last one I have is the end of the song. Don't get too horny. <laughs> now, doesn't it make you feel better? The pigs have one tonight. They can all sleep soundly. And everything is all right. Ooh. <laughs> what? I just wanted to make a little ooh sound there. Sounded okay. good. Yeah, but it's yeah. just every, even that part that's like quieter and prettier, even that has like no treatment on it. It's, there's no like reverb to hide it, to hide things. Uh, it's just every, all the noise is still in there. It honestly sounds like he's holding the mic by hand and you can hear. It's just crazy how it was done. I'd love to know everything about how it was recorded. Yeah. There needs to be a 10 hour long documentary <laughs> about the entire making of the downward spiral. I want it to be like Ken Burns style where there's yeah. a narrator who reads like Trent's letters home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... But also Trent and Atticus do the soundtrack to it. Yes. Like they did for the Vietnam <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Oh, that would be weird. Okay. Do you want to talk about covers now? Because I feel like this is a good place to talk about covers yeah, and that, then we'll, we'll go right into the rest of okay. the the halo um yeah. all right uh i'm not gonna go in order of release i'm trying to figure out if i should go in order of what i like or just how i anyway it doesn't matter we'll start with car seat headrest Ah, uh, i like this one i already know this is from their madlow influences i don't know if i'm saying m-a-d-l-o yeah it's um making a door less open mm-hmm. they had a really good album mm-hmm. have you listened to that one mm-hmm no, I haven't. <laughs> Jesus. You just mindlessly going like making trying to make me think that you're listening to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what I do when I want people to think that I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. pretty mm-hmm. sure I have eight. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's just like, have you heard this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, sure no, no, I, have, I haven't. I'm pretty sure I have ADD Jesus. because I space out constantly. And when people ask me questions, I just go, mm-hmm. In the middle of podcasting. I was out. looking at my notes and reading other things i'm sorry anyway i can't help my brain is nuts car seat headrest has a good album called making a door less open which is a fucking great title you should listen to that lp it's good they released an ep this year called madlow influences which is has great art of of the art of that album sitting on a sink um and it's just four covers i guess of artists that influenced them mm-hmm. we have one bowie. of them is my favorite bowie song golden ears oh that's your favorite bowie song well, one of my favorites it's it up has there. okay bowie the who nine inch nails mm-hmm. these are all these are four great influences to have the last one kate bush kate bush i feel like she, i can't stop talking about kate she just always comes up on every podcast i do uh and they're running up that hill is good have you heard it Yes, I listened to okay. the. Okay, can I tell you? Hmm. I listened to this whole EP. Okay, okay, so don't like yell at me. I'm sorry. And the Who, as my bandmate Josh pointed out, the Who substitute cover pretty much just sounds like <laughs> the original. Um, okay, here, but here's March of the Pigs cover by them, which also is pretty faithful. I would say it's pretty faithful. Yeah. Although I think that's a, um, I think that's a bass guitar, you know, just run through some fuzz. They do a really good job with the 7-8 with the beat. Seven. 
indie rock version yeah i don't like his voice on the on the verses yeah, he doesn't usually sound like that well no but he's i guess he's trying to emulate the extreme anger of trent yes. Reznor. but you know most people can't uh no one can it's a pretty i mean they're doing it with rock band instruments rather than all the electronics but pretty faithful to how the original is laid out. I don't think there's piano though, is there? I like the little drum thing there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I like that one alright. Okay, want another one? Yeah. Let's go for Owl, O-W-L. Who is this? I don't know, but it's on an album called Broken Machine, a tribute to Nine Inch Nails. Oh. I'd never heard of any of these artists. I They're probably all label associated, but I didn't look that up either. O-A-L? O-W-L, like the bird. <laughs> oh. O-A-L. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm like the... The, the creature, the, the predatory bird. I have not seen this, the broken machine, a tribute to Nine Inch Nails. What's going on? Sounds like they're sampling some kind of like movie with cops. I'm trying to figure like, out what that's from. Those are the pigs, man. I've literally not heard of one artist on this broken machine. Tribute, yeah, I already said that. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I just want to verify. <laughs> I guess with your. I want to second that. Yeah. Thank not you. that I know things. Okay. Pretty good, like, death metal vocals, I guess. They are. Yeah, they're, they're imitating Trent here a bit. I think it'd be so hard to cover this, though. I want Phoebe Bridgers to cover it. She would do it so slow and quiet. It'd be so great. So it's... Like, I want someone who's not a rocker to cover this, I guess, is what I'm saying. Or electronic... Mostly the same song, but different arrangement. Okay. Most people don't wait long enough. They, you know? With the original, there's like a... 10 uncomfortable seconds there. <laughs> Is it really 10 seconds? If you take the whole ring out and silence, it's a long time. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do this one? 
Oh, okay. Whoa. They, they switched up the they beat? They did. Now I'm confused. Okay. What else we got? Uh, let's do For Dire Life's Sake. That's okay. right. F-O-R-D-I-R-E. Is it, oh, one word? Mm-hmm. And then Life's Sake. It's all one word. And this oh. is from their album called Dance, Pretend, Forget, Defend. Okay. <laughs> kind of a uh, a gentler, gentler version of the beat. genre of metal disease. I still don't think they wait long enough. I want time to like spark up a conversation in that, that gap there. Okay. All right, last one I'll do. I mean, there's probably more out there. Yeah. Um, but this one is from Punk Goes 90s. It's by May, M A E. Okay. That's an interesting compilation title there. It's probably something that Hot Topic carried. I don't know. It's kind of like their equivalent of Dumb Nora Jones ballads, right? I feel like. Yeah. I feel like Starbucks always had like a Nora Jones ballads albums, and Hot Topic always had like Punk Goes Eighties, Punk Go Punk oh Goes Bubblegum. Anyway, Punk Goes Nineties has an interesting cover art. I feel like the Nirvana baby will might sue over this one. Well, don't. Don't let Nirvana Baby see it. It doesn't have his his dangus on it, but it does have their Nirvana Baby with a with a mohawk. Sounds a little more natural punk bands, I guess. Whatever that means. It's weird that you don't have to like increase the speed of this song to make it punk. So they're mostly just kind of doing the same thing. But instead of synthesizer doing it using bass guitar. Now they, now they have synth stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is like 
I don't, I don't know. It might be. It might be, a, might like be tremolo. A, okay. The guitar tremolo. Yeah. Vibrato, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't it make you feel better? Okay, they went with piano. That's a good gap. There we go. That's yeah, there we go. I think this might be my favorite cover. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not something that I need in my life. It's not very different. I mean, car seat headrest is also pretty. I mean, they're... I think it's really hard to cover this song. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Because I mean, it is such an odd song. It is hard to take it and make it your own. Yeah. That's that's all. So I think like a lot of these covers are going to sound very much like the original. Yeah. Because, yeah, where can you go from there? What are you going to change about it? Yeah. There's... I mean, it's just... I would have no idea what to change. Um, okay. So are we so. going to do the other songs that are on the... On the halo. Yes. <laughs> I was doing a nice long pause. Okay. In honor. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was on purpose. Yeah. Sorry to our listeners. It's probably going to be a lot of squeaking and Oscar meowing as I was doing that. So it's not, so, it's not quite as impactful. The second track on the regular release, is that what I can call this? Sure. Is Reptilian. Mm-hmm. And what is Reptilian? So it is a remix of Reptile, which is surprisingly one of my favorite Downward Spiral tracks, which... Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's great. Um, Remixed by Dave Ogilvie, or reconstructed by, I guess, because I think the liner notes refer to it as a reconstruction, so... I would um, agree with that. It is eight minutes and 40 seconds long. Yeah. The original Reptile, though, is the longest track on the Downward Spiral. Yeah, which is... Crazy. It's like, it's like almost seven minutes long. Right. And this tops that. It would be weird to hear this before you heard regular reptile. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. It's a weird decision. I wonder if there are people who are like, I prefer reptilian. I mean, maybe. I'm sure there are. Might be people who re- prefer underneath the skin because there's two reptile versions, both by Dave Ogilvie on yeah. this. And can I say the underneath the skin is just kind of vibes for me? Like, yeah, well, well, we'll get to it. I, I'll just play re- Reptilian and we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Underneath the skin, by the way, is no lyrics, just vibes. That's what I just said. <laughs> I know. You said just vibes, but I'm like, no lyrics, just vibes. Anyway. Sorry. I guess you had to one-up me. Whatever. A lot of noise from... A lot of... It's one of those things where you hear machines and you're like, is this Nine Inch Nails or is this machinery? Don't know, but I like it. it. Yeah. That drum thing going on is interesting. This might make Stacy run to check my CD player. Okay. Okay. It does start and stop. This is a lot of the elements of Reptile manipulated moved around less guitar heavy is this slowed down even no i think it's this it's about the same tempo if okay. not the exact same it's the same song structurally different effects i i almost hate to say it but it's these are a little bit like 
Pretty Hate Machine era elongations of the songs, you know, like doing a 12-inch dance mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a 12-inch dance mix of, re- of Reptile for the clubs. Um, but take, just takes elements of the song, moves them around, changes the mix a little bit, makes it longer. Extends the intro or, or yeah. extends the outro yeah, kind or of both. situation. Yeah, yeah. just ma- maximizes that length. There's, I believe there's guitar there, but it's uh, less prominent in this version. It, it's more percussive. And of course, we got weird vocal effects going on that aren't on the album. Yeah. It's like more a more sparse chorus that's more about percussion noises than it is about the um, melodic noises. There's no like there's no melodic stuff. All percussion and noise and except for Trent's voice. Weird. I I kinda like it. I mean it's it's cool. I'm sure it has its fans and there's nothing wrong with it, but I mean I don't like it as much as the original, but I like it. Yeah, I'd I'd probably it's Kind of like those <laughs> dub mixes and pretty hate machine remixes. I don't have to have it in my life or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just an, another way of looking at the song. But is this the first time he worked with skinny puppy Dave Rave? It. I. I'm not certain off the top of my head. He, it might he be up, as far as remixing. Yeah. Those. Yes. I know he did remixes on like the Fragile Era stuff. This might be the first time that they that he's featured on a Halo though. Reptiles one of the best songs on the downward spiral though. <laughs> yes, why <laughs> is this gonna be some weird thing no. when you grill me about why? No, no, oh, no, okay. I'm just curious. I'm sure a lot of people do agree, and it's good. It I don't it was I also never like one the becoming favorites. a lot, and I don't think you like that one much either. No, actually I love the becoming. Okay. Also I think the becoming is a track seven, which Yeah, the becoming I always, always loved. Reptile never one of my favorites, but still very good. I guess that maybe you feel about Reptile the same way I feel about Big Man with the Gun, but maybe not because you just said uh, it's still very good, but I would not say that about Big oh, Man with the Gun. So I mean, mind. Big Man with the Gun has its problems, but musically, I really like it. Well, we'll talk about it when we talk yeah, about we'll Big Man there. with the Gun. But I mean, there. We can take as much time to talk about that track as we like. Uh, there's no such thing as talking about Big Man with the Gun too much. So. <laughs> Extended noise mix. Oh, here's the. Is this like the fake out? Yeah.
like a, a little moan that Trent does on the album that wasn't on <laughs> this. But yeah, those like Terminator robot sounds are more I prominent. think, I want to talk about this when we get to Reptile, but I think this might be the reason I love this song so much. Are the strange Terminator sounds in it. Because Terminator is like one of my favorite movies. At least Terminator yeah. 1 and Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah. And I think that maybe because as a kid I loved those movies so much and those sounds of like, like it just ingrained in my head. So maybe that's why I love Reptile so much. I don't know. I'm going to have to like rewatch the, I think there are multiple ICSI videos about this song and its sound design and see if it was verified where all the sounds came from because I know there's different movies mm-hmm. I would I feel like the rice to Terminator would be very expensive like to sample yeah but I don't know that uh, all these samples were legally you know used it's true I don't think I don't think they were cleared could have also been just a something that was openly sourced anyway that they could use so he could too what? Like that sound. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it what it might have been from. I love that part. It's what more. Part? Pro- Never mind. The like background vocals. Yes. Okay. The stuff he's yelling in the background. Jessica likes that. All right, I like it too. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. It's just like moaning in the background. You can barely hear it here. It's a little bit prominent, more prominent on the original. Yeah, the drums are like an assault. That big snare that he likes so much. I think we're going to hear it even more coming up. And that's literally a Terminator. Yeah, it's like revving up and like turning its body to like <laughs> shoot something. Are you John Connor? It's like the skeletal Terminator. Yes. Not the, yes. Yeah. You know what? I think we should watch Terminator 2 again soon sometime. <laughs> I think we should That's do... That's just a good fucking movie. I think we should do the both. Okay. One and two. Just so I get the uh, Remember, background. I wasn't dating you at the time. I was dating a different person, but I went to go see Terminator Salvation opening night because... Yeah. Yeah, I love Terminator. And we got drunk before. So we sat in the theater. Yeah. And we were jerks the whole time and just laughed throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad sure you weren't pissed in, off everyone. I'm glad you were not in my screening of it. So I don't need two drunks. Uh, um, There were four of us. Screwing up a movie that's already like not a, great. It's like a double date. There were four of us who were drunk watching just it because it's Just because it's not good doesn't mean you can ruin it for everyone. I know, and I feel bad about it now as an older person, but as a younger person at the time, I didn't care. Well, so I'm sorry yeah, I did we that. All, we all I did that dumb shit when we were young. Everyone their experience at Terminator Salvation. So anyway, the next one is a reworking of March of the Pigs called All the Pigs All Lined Up. And we're going to assume that it was uh, reworked by Trent himself because... Yeah, it's not credited to anyone else, is it? I, th- I think on this little 
this single here, it, it's either a Trent produced thing or it's a Ogilvy mm -hmm. <laughs> manipulated thing. So this is a seven and a half minute. <laughs> they took a less than three minutes song, turned it into a seven so and a half that's minute affair. Very different about this right off the they bat. They have added a beat to make it a straight 4-4. Four, four. In case March of the Pigs was too difficult for you to latch on to, they just did a straightforward beat on this one. So this is like the 12-inch dance mix of March of the Pigs, if you will. Is that how you think of it? Or? For, the, for the clubs, you know? I'm just imagining like ravers flipping out is to this Is this a now. song you would rave to? I would, but... And it's, it's very similar, but as you can hear, there are different synth stuff going on in the background there. I hear the, the, the scream noises very clearly. Ooh, that crowd noise. Yeah. This is not in the original. No. This loud crowd noise. It's weird. I love the crowd noise. It, it's... it's, it's it's an interesting choice. Why do you think that was put in there? Just that part. You know, I'm not sure. Why do you think it was? Is it because he's inviting everyone to uh, step right up, yeah. entertain you, cheer, maybe, crowd cheer type thing? Maybe it's another another insult to the listener. It's like, hey, fans, all the fans, <laughs> they're piggies. <laughs> Bunch of pigs out there cheering. You want it? You want it? I'm going to give it to you. Doesn't it make you feel better, pigs? I'm going to hit myself in the head with a microphone. <laughs> Very similar, but little, little synthy differences. Okay. And the, what was added there? Oink, oink, baby. <laughs> That's the most prominent difference there. And it's like, who are you, George Harrison? I think I already made that joke, but yeah, I'll make maybe. it again but here do it because again, whatever. It's your podcast, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the song "Piggies" or at least part of it. Okay. Because I think we have to have "Piggies" for context. If people don't know, the Beatles song off the White Album. Might you just plop it in after this? And we'll I talk will. about it briefly. But the most hated song on the Beatles White Album, I should say. And the, yeah, the, I don't know if he re-recorded a new vocal take to go over the 4-4 beat or if he just edited the original vocal take to make it lay over the 4-4 because he, he has to sing a different rhythm. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a new take. Yeah, everything's just kind of elongated, stretched out. Adding that extra beat, really, it, it made the song three times as long, you know? <laughs> now, this did... Well... After the where the ending part would be, it just really takes off. Oh. It's not ending at all. This kind of... What's going on here, Blake? Is this the thing that influenced 
how they play it live. So when they play it live, as far as I know, they've always added an ending mm -hmm. to it where they go nuts on the 4-4 beat. And live, it has this cool synth part that's not here, I don't think, on this recording. But it, I, I dig it. Maybe we should play it. Anyway. Um, we'll get to it. So that little, like, vibrato vocal. I guess he did record a new vocal line there that says, don't you feel a whole lot better? Mm-hmm. Okay, when I hear it in the headphones loud, yeah, he's saying, don't you feel a whole lot better? You know what I thought he was saying? Don't you feel a whole, wait, don't you feel a whole right now or something <laughs> no. like that? That's okay. Because the song is called All the Pigs All Lined Up. Uh-huh. It, it, it's very quiet. I think when I was a teenager and I first heard this version, I thought he was saying, don't you feel all lined up? Oh, I don't get that at all. Hold on. Oh, maybe. A little bit. It's similar. I feel it's like similar. the word hole in there, though. You feel whole all right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel whole right now? Like W-H-O-L-E. Oh, Don't you okay. feel whole right now? Yeah, okay. I could yeah. see that. But I was just focusing on the, the title of the track. Okay. All lined up. I can see that. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Talking about being all lined up, I guess. And it just really, it just like vibes out on this for a long, long time. There's still two minutes left. Oh, the, the crowd noise comes back. So it's appropriate that this would be the way they do it live. We have to have a whole episode where you just talk about our favorite crowd noise moments from Nine Inch Nails songs. <laughs> There's not that many. There's enough to debate, probably. I can hear... I can hear a vocal back there. I think he's saying all the pigs are all lined up. Which, yeah, that probably influenced the way they do it live yes. as well. Because you hear that. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the happiness and slavery drums. Trent's favorite snare sound. Still on that. Love it. The crunchiest, crunchiest drums in history. Just distorting the hell out of it. Ooh. how it ends on that noise there so mm -hmm. just for quick comparison live march of the pigs from fragility tour off that and all that could have been album i'll just skip to the end is all right. 
super fast. <laughs> Jessica's doing hand motions. I love that keyboard there. Every little fucking pig. <laughs> People going nuts. Pig. pig. Piggy. Hey, pigs. Hey. Oh. He's talking to me. He's talking to us. Yeah. We're, the, we're the pigs. All right, you can stop. Two songs about pigs in a row? In a row? Speaking of songs about pigs. This is the original Piggy. Are you familiar with this one? It's White Album, right? Yeah. I mean, it's is, probably something that I usually skip. I think, I think people were mad at George for this one. Oh, I could never be mad at George no, for anything. No, I'm not mad at George. Let him do what he wants. He wants to have pigs oinking on it. Do it, buddy. Let him go off. In the starched white shed. Who? I, I just need to get to the pig noises part. I thought they already had one, but... Oh, yeah, a little bit. There's more. Harpsichord. One more time. There's that pig. <laughs> and then the, the beautiful ballad, Julia. Julia. What a weird, what a weird record. All right. It is a really Not weird to, record, uh, honestly. It's, it's all over the damn place. I love Blackbird, though. Everyone loves Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody was saying how that new Halsey song, Darling, is a lot like Blackbird, and they're Ooh. not wrong. They're not wrong. You know what? Pretty much the same type of type of deal. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen to the two back to back. Yeah. Tonight. Maybe I'll make a mashup. Oh, maybe you should. That so, just made, that's just struck a little sweet chord in my you heart. Didn't, you didn't get that the first time you heard it? No, I thought landslide. Yeah, well, I mean, it is <laughs> because Buckingham. Because of the, the guitar styling, yeah. Yeah, it's the same yeah. Same guy playing it. Mm -hmm. um, all Lined Up goes straight into a one-minute song called A Violet Fluid. Many pressings of this uh, called it... Violent Fluid. A Violent Fluid was printed... On many copies, uh, I guess so many that I think people... they were vinyl, weren't oh, okay. they? Or yeah. were they actual CD copies? I maybe both. I can't remember which was which, but uh, people were are. I think people are still confused about what the actual title is. And I, I say, just think of blood. Okay, it's like violet, <laughs> right? I... It's talking about blood, a violet fluid. Remember when I made a drink and I called it a violet fluid because it was like red that. on red, yeah, but. Red is not the same as violet because I'm dumb. <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting thing here. 
It's just electronic noises for one minute, and it's a loop. This sounds like a movie score to me. Yeah. <laughs> Way before he got into movie scoring, yeah. but like maybe... It could be like a character's theme or something. I don't know. What I, what I think this is, is sometimes when you're working on a record, you'll come up with little bits of things and it doesn't go anywhere and you don't end up using it. And it's not even a song. It's just a little idea. But you want to put it somewhere because you kind of like it. And it was, it was going to be tossed away. And instead of just completely tossing it away, he was like, uh, I guess we could just stick it on this single here <laughs> as a little interstitial music. That's my theory. Just something came up with for the downward spiral that wasn't used. Okay. If I'm wrong... Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you think? No, you're thought, probably right. That thought, sounds like a good theory. Your thoughts on a violet fluid, though? It's it, it's, it's a cool, so short. It's it just sound, a cool little. Yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds little cool. piece that is good for a segue between songs. Right. It's just yeah. it just does the one thing. It's a really. nice little mood. It's a nice little vibe. It's I very like the, short. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the sound. The electronic sounds there. Underneath the skin is the final track, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's actually shorter. A seven minute fifteen second. Almost entirely instrumental version of Reptile. <laughs> yes. Another Dave Rave joint. Do you have any further research on it? I don't have anything else to add. I think this one, other than like the word reptile being yelled in the background, there's mm-hmm. no lyrics. I don't think so. I I do feel like this song is just vibes, though. It's no lyrics, just vibes. <laughs> there we go. There's the lyrics. If this were 1990, it would be called the dub mix, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. All right, well, she's looking at me like I'm fucking nuts. No, I didn't. I just did my twisty face, which is what I'm thinking. Which means I went. You're dumb. No, I'm thinking. So Dave was just doing another variation on the theme of Reptile. It's cool. He does cool beats, though. No, I What's agree. I like there? this. Like, I actually... It is a vibe. Yeah. It's a mood. It's a whole mood. It's like when we were listening to the Porter Ricks uh, version of um, oh, yeah. Day the World Went that Away. That one's really weird. I was really digging it because I was like, this is so... Vi- I'm vibing. It is a vibe, but it's not the Day the World Went Away. Any- anyway. We'll get we're not, to it. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah. Those reptile kick snares. Kind of sounds like um, Year Zero drums there. Great Destroyer. Right? Mike fucking crazy? No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Jess is too busy vibing out. I'm really vibing. What? Machine gun drums there. Mm -hmm. It's really going nuts on the percussion. That's his his forte, I think. And people who are more into Skinny Puppy than me are probably like, yeah, idiot. I already know all this. And people who are more into Carly Rae than you. No, they don't exist. They don't exist. Right. Oh, my God. 
gosh. I'm so glad we have the same joke. Was that the joke you were going yes. for? Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you all about Carly Ray, okay? <laughs> Don't tell me about Carly Ray. <laughs> So what's the, what is the vibe of this? Like, what would you put it in the background for? I would put it in the background if you eat half an edible yeah. and you just want to, like, chill out. But you also want to listen to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I was going to say drugs. <laughs> it's kind of like we I'm going to make a drugs Nine Inch Nails playlist where it's, I just put all my all favorite, fixed. all vibes. All fixed. Well, like we talked about on Fixed, like, some of it sounds like music for doing drugs, too. At the time, there were probably a lot of drugs. But it's nice to have songs that you can just vibe out to, I think. Yes. And this could be more, another one that's more like movie score than it is song. It would, it would be very weird hearing these out of context on a, a single if you went out and bought it. I don't know that I ever had this one. I know I had Closer to God. I did, and they freaking stole it from me. I wonder if I even have the jewel case. I just don't even understand why people steal loose CDs. You can't resell them. What's the point, jerk faces? I had that happen to me, too, but luckily it was just like... Because people are fucking they idiots. They just stole like, oh my, my, God. my Lady Tron. I do have it. I got it right here, folks. You didn't even check before we recorded. Yeah, I'm done. And that, yeah, the one, it's the I same I could have used this list. for research, thanks. Really? <laughs> it does have a no. cool picture of the spiral centipede on the, on the inside. Is it a millipede or a centipede? Whatever. We were talking today in the Discord about how it means 1,000 feet. How many inches is that? <laughs> a <laughs> so lot. So the math. Nine inches. That's, that, what, that's what I'll give the downward spiral. That millipede's also on the cover of, of Closer to God, which I've mm -hmm. got in my hand right here. Yes. Okay, let me see it here. Or when, when you're done. I'm done. There's not a lot. It's very simple. Okay, so yeah, it says reptile... Jess already said this, but it does say right... On the package, Reptile Reconstructions by Dave Ogilvie. Other than that, other nothing than else that, is listed yeah, for the other. Doesn't give tracks. credit, so mm -hmm. we're just gonna assume it's Trent Reznor. Mm -hmm. 1994, Leaving Hope. Here's who's listed on this: Nothing, Interscope, and TBT. Oh, and Atlantic. So everybody wants their finger in this damn pie. I wonder why Atlantic distribution. Oh, here, it tells me right here, it's manufactured and distributed by Atlantic. I guess at this time, Interscope did not have the infrastructure for making and distributing these CDs. But how did they make and distribute Broken, then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Um, Insert maybe Homer this Simpson, was, I, I don't, don't know. Maybe this is a bigger print run. I don't know. It, as far as I can tell, this one's not... No, this one's not an import. It's got the Halo number. It's a regular jewel case. And that uh, was the end. That's how it ends, folks. I'll post pictures of the cool artwork, though. So... Also, it just fades out, by the way. It doesn't yeah. do the cutoff. It just fades. Well, and underneath the skin, you mean? Mm-hmm. It just kind of dies out. Yeah. 
fades away. Mm-hmm. Just vibing. And then the halo is over. You hang on. And that is. Yeah, you're right. Halo. It's not seven. <laughs> yes. Um, did you have anything else about it? I don't think so. There's one more thing we'll close out with, but I don't. Oh yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is if there's something I missed or want to come back to, we'll come back to it on the downward spiral, which right. is our next Halo. We'll so. have uh, plenty more time to talk about everything on the downward spiral. We have to give it a rating in inches. Mm-hmm. The Halo overall. God, I don't know. This, because the song is so good and one of the best Nine Inch Nail songs ever, mm-hmm. it's got the reptile reconstructions, as I've mentioned, I can live without. They're cool and interesting, but I, they're not necessary to my life like March of the Pigs is. Mm-hmm. All the pigs all lined up. Is, I think it's great. Yeah, it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool interpretation reconstruction of the song long dance mix a violet fluid is just a neat little interstitial thing mm-hmm. i like it though still but mostly it's all about the strength of that lead single track one you know god i should i feel like i should give it a perfect nine because yeah. i love march of the pig so much um but i think i'll go with like eight eight inches well that makes me rethink what i was thinking about saying well mainly because march of the pigs is perfect yeah, uh, better than perfect. <laughs> um, I like all the pigs all lined up, and I don't mind some of the rep. I mean, I don't love them, but I don't despise them. Like I like um, underneath the skin. I think it's all vibes, and reptilian's pretty cool. But they're, I mean, they're basically reptile, I guess. Yeah, not, reptile, not really necessary, but I don't loathe them. They don't no. repulse me or repel me at all no not at all and i like vibing out to reptile and reptiles one of my favorite downward spiral songs so i'm gonna go, i'm gonna stick with eight eight inches um is there anything though you dislike though i can't think of anything i dislike because okay. i was like i mean if i'm just rating the song march of the pigs i, I would, it would get like a 10 out of nine <laughs> yeah because the song is so good there's nothing i dislike about the other tracks that come after it I, I may have to just give it a nine or something. There's there's nothing I dislike here. And it, it has an amazing all-timer single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, there's no reason to give it less than a nine. Well, I did. Thanks. Well, face. for, in my, for my ranking, for in, in my opinion. No, that's fine. I mean. I mean, I guess it's just because like. Like it, you said, like I could live without yeah, reptilian or underneath. Has, I can't give everything perfect scores know, all the time. I know. Um, but I'm also not going to pitchfork it and be like, 3.5. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's a good review. 3.5 is good. Three's good. Three's great. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we have, to comp- we have to calm down a little bit and compensate because when we're getting to downward spiral, I'm already thinking like, do I give it a 10? Do I give it a 20? Do I give it a 30? <laughs> I already told you I'm giving it however many. Okay, I'll think about it. Uh, however many inches are in a millipede, one thousand feet. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, an eight and a nine. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very good. That, that would get me really excited for the 
for the album. I would probably just be playing March of the Pigs over and over and over again, just yeah. rocking out in I my mean, room. Had I had had I been able to interact with this in real time, yeah, and actually bought the if we were lucky enough, yeah, uh, or old enough, yeah, I or was, cool enough. I'm sure there are plenty of cool twelve year olds because I was twelve when this. I was actually I was 10. A, I was eleven because I would turn twelve later this year. At age ten, I was too young to be allowed to know about this age 11 ace of base baby i was thinking I was about in, this i was big into ace of base at the time this came out well we'll talk about this i think in maybe the next episode more but i was thinking about how i did this complete change within a year where i was like ace of base dork to hanging out with the kids that smoked across the street wearing flannel listening oh my to God. yeah to bad kid music yeah yeah uh, what would make you turn such a 180 so quickly buddy i don't know junior high is a weird weird place yeah weird weird time in your life but we'll talk about it more i think when we get into downward spiral itself um yeah well we'll try to cut this single down because to be less than a two-hour show about a single (laughs) (laughs) with five tracks Uh, sorry about that Uh, so anyway i was thinking today as i was trying to compile my research for this and i was thinking that the downward spiral itself will actually be we had originally planned for two episodes i think it might need to be three um because there's a lot out there to process and to talk about and to allow time for tangents because that will happen and to allow time for plenty of research um i think it's going to be a three episode podcast um discussion of it's the most songs we've tackled on an album thus mm-hmm. far. And they're all so dense. Yeah. Lot right. to talk about. Yeah. Along with just like the iconography of the album itself, right? Yeah. Um, as well as the recording of the album. So I think like our next episode will just be kind of like talking about the recording of the Downward Spiral, uh, the artwork, and uh, maybe personal experiences with the album before yeah. we go on. And then the next two, we'll just kind of cut the album in half, which I hate to do, but I don't want to have like a five hour long podcast. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that people who listen are going to be fine with us breaking it up and or taking as many episodes as we like. That's been the feedback that I've gotten. It's like, take as long as you like. The more episodes we do about the downward spiral, the better. Okay. That's what I think they're going to Think. I hope. I hope everyone doesn't hate me. I feel really spacey no. this episode because I'm really like tired. It. All the feedback's good. I'm they just, like. I'm just they really like tired, you. guys. I'm a human. Well, we, am I human or am I dancer? I still Jesus. don't know. I'm still figuring that out. Um, but yeah. So upcoming bonus episodes for the Patreon. I'm thinking the Crow Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodstock '94. Oh yeah. The closer video on its own has to have its own special right. episode. Um, a fashion episode with our uh, fashion of expert, course. Katie. Fashion about... Quake. Got to throw some yeah, Quake in there. Yeah, come later. Um, and I was thinking about doing maybe an episode about the uh, the current lineup of the touring band. Like, where did Robin Fink come into play, you know? Yeah. How how did we get Danny Loner? What's what's going on? Where did these people come from, and how did they get involved in Nine Inch Nails? So, right. maybe an episode on uh, band members. Okay. At the time, so those are things for, to look forward to in the so Patreon. So for all the yeah, for all those bonus episodes, 
go to patreon.com slash auxaudio, A-U-X-A-U-D-I-O, and subscribe. You'll get all our bonus eps in your podcast feed. You'll also get to join our Discord where we uh, chat with listeners and friends about whatever we want, Mm -hmm. including all Nine Inch Nails related stuff. And we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Come in and geek out with us. Yeah, it's fun, folks. We we have a good time. Um, follow us on Instagram if you don't already at Nailed Pod. Twitter. We need more Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not as active on Twitter, but you should follow us there. I'm just gonna say I fucking hate Twitter. Twitter does suck, but at Nailed Pod, I think I'll probably delete my personal Twitter and just just get on Twitter if I need to do podcast related stuff. I have, I have a I have a Twitter for another podcast I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm never on there. All I do is I like um things on leftist Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So tweets from a from a, tweets from the trailbillies and shit. Yeah. Uh I tried to get their attention by following them with nailed. I don't think it I, I don't want, think I got anyone's attention. I want the trailbillies to come on an episode. All the trailbillies will be on I want to do an episode about Skillet and I want the trailbills to come on. Skillet and Clang. Wait, is it clang or clank? Oh. I think it was clank. It might it's either clang or clank. A two Christian knockoff bands uh-huh. of nine inch nails. I think that'd be a fun ep. Um so. Um yeah, that would Yeah. Uh it's gotta get their attention. What's up, Trill Bills? Hey, I know you're listening. I know you're fans. <laughs> What's up, Hoot and Holler, if you're uh our our friends that we know in real life have a a political podcast about local uh, issues and beyond. It's called Hoot and Holler. You should check that out. That's a free ad right there. It's about how Missouri's a cesspool of shit. <laughs> that's where I live. Missouri, Missouri and Arkansas. And, okay, I'm sorry. And the whole country and the whole world. That's um, true. But we should... People are like, why don't you move? And I'm like, why? Everywhere is a shithole. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. If you may- Maybe you live in an area that's not a shithole. Nah, doesn't exist. We We do need to get in this... In this headspace that the whole world is a cesspool of shit because that's... That's where we're heading, where, That's folks. where we're heading. We're going to a very dark place. A place of piss and shit. The dark. The shit and the piss. Uh, yeah, can't wait. I'm gonna all come right. all over you. Oh, God. Shoot, shoot. You said you hated the song. I do. I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't like I, it. I will have amazing things to say that's going to change everyone's mind. <laughs> okay. Very excited. And you'll realize that it's the best song. Okay. Okay. Um, so have, join us next time for a brief history of the recording and artwork and other random we, we begin, info about the downward spiral. Yeah, just just join us next time we mm-hmm. begin the downward spiral journey. Halo Eight. Sorry, this is a weird app. We're we're. But I love you, pickies. This is us getting into the a whole <laughs> nother era. Thanks, Tyler Snell, for our cool uh, new artwork for this era. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Um, he does awesome work. Check it out. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Yep. Um, our star fuckers. You know who you are. Yep. You know. You know who the fuck you are. Anything else we missed? Um. We've, we've talked too long. I'm sorry for that. No. All right. Well, um, that was March of the Pigs and uh, it's more appropriate this episode than any other episode we'll ever do. Do it. Didn't that make you feel better? Oh, fuck. You know what I forgot? What? Beavis and Butthead? Yes. Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm very uh, sleepy. I had this queued up and everything. Uh, no, it's fine. So I really think our boy Mike Judge fucking loves some nine inch nails. So yeah. Beavis and Butthead did them three times. Three times. I think there was one for head like a hole, but I've never been able to. Both drums sound cool. I, I agree, they do. Yeah, they're the best drums ever. Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> Other than Piggy. I wonder what that drummer's listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it okay. ran out with He's got an earbuds in. Ear piece in. <laughs> Put down your arms and start singing. <laughs> yes, yes. Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do these guys get these shiny pants? Yeah, really. I went into the store once and asked for some shiny pants. I kicked my ass out of there. What? I think you like just take regular pants and you like have them shined. Oh, really? Yeah, but I do shine my pants. <laughs> you said <a> douche. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I do shine my pants. <laughs> this part of the song sucks. <laughs> These guys need to just concentrate on rocking. Yeah, really. Rock, rock. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> This is when Trent is grabbing his crotch. Around she likes when he grabs his crotch a little too much. I think he's just drunk off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's one ex- explanation for why he keeps throwing microphones. These guys like need to practice more. They're very well prepared for this video. Jesus. Thank you very much for a nine inch nail. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Audio.